Can touch my 
If you're in the California area, certainly want to welcome you to stop by and to join in with us. If you're looking for a church home, you know, even though we're yet dealing with the experiences of this pandemic, the greatest experience you will ever have is an experience with the Lord. And we all need to keep that in mind. I'm asked many questions at times about you know, pretty much it's the same question, uh, but, you know, we need all need to deal with the reality that God is in control of everything that he does. We have free will, but God is in control of everything. The Bible even says that the king's heart is in his hand. So rather than uh, we have to go to God regarding the conduct of the king, no matter what continent you are, if we would all get together and spend some time seeking the Lord, and I mean earnestly, the Bible said, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. That's why it's so important to fast and consecrate unto the Lord and to be found righteous in his sight. Many think that prayers are being answered. Your voice might be heard, but is the voice entering into the ear of God? And so you want to make sure that your prayer enters into his ears and that he responds. He will respond. You know, and I have that assurance and I'm here today to give you that insurance as well. And just to encourage your hearts, you know, I just thank God for his goodness. Those of you that are tuning in, that are listening uh, live and others that will hear this uh, later. You know, our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. And on Tuesdays, our comprehensive Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Uh, Sundays, we are journeying through the book of Acts, uh, unless the Lord says otherwise. We're in the book of Acts, and on Tuesdays, the same, uh, the book of Ezekiel. You know, and certainly we're praying and seeking the Lord for his direction. The Bible says if we acknowledge him in all our ways, he'll direct our path. We have to just be open willing to follow the path that he gives us. If you have missed uh, any part of the message or a message that has played, visit our uh, website, connectingtruth.org and click God on Demand. This is, we are a Bible-believing church. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I am faithful, I'm bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus' name. Now, if you meet someone and they say they believe in the Bible, but they're not faithful, uh, they're not uh, bold, they're not in church, uh, and they're not facing opposition by obedience to the word of God, then you know something is wrong. The Bible said, try the spirit by the word of God. Don't try the spirit by the spirit because spirits are deceiving. But try the spirit by the word of God. Yeah, test it out. Everything must measure up to the word of God. Uh, the Bible uh, plainly tells us that, uh, that he laid captivity ca captive and ascended on high and he gave gifts unto men, some apostles, some prophets, uh, evangelists, uh, pastors, teachers, uh, for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the church till we all measure up to the statue of the man, Christ Jesus, who was obedient to the word of God. The Bible says, in the beginning was the word. 
The word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us as his only begotten son. So we all must measure up to the word of God. There is no way around that. Uh, every minister, no matter what title, what position they hold or think they hold or uh, whatever they think they are, uh, we all must measure up to the word of God. It's, we all must walk in accord to the word of God. None of us is above the word of God. We must be transformed by the renewing of our mind, no matter what we grew up believing, no matter what was told to us by our mom, our dad, or whomever, you know, that, that mentor, uh, it must conform to the word of God. Uh, I was blessed and have this testimony that uh, many years ago I was speaking to uh, uh, having a, a day out, a uh, date out with my mom. And as we talked and she began to pour out of her spirit of what her mother and parents had, uh, her father and them had told her growing up that if you just believe in God, you're all right. And as our conversation went on and we began to look at the scriptures, uh, begin to look at the word of God, just, just skimming the surface of it, uh, she realized that belief uh, means following, making application of his word. And I happened to be sick that day. I was very ill with bronchitis. And as I laid home uh, as in, uh, dealing with that sickness, uh, she had went to church and uh, went and got baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of her sin and was tearing for the Holy Ghost. And that was all in, in uh, the same year that the Lord called her home. I was blessed to see his glory upon her and was having a moment of joy. And, and then the Lord called her home and she was glad to go. As a matter of fact, her testimony was that she was walking with Jesus and everyone, the people that came in contact with her uh, prior to her demise uh, kept echoing the same thing. She was excited. There was an excitement about her and she was looking forward to a transition and so uh, because of her focus, and that's what we're going to talk about today, is keeping the focus. You know, and I don't have a lot of time, not going to spend a lot of time, uh, you know, not going to bore your patience. So let's go into the book of Acts, the seventh chapter, uh, verse 51 through 54. The Bible says, and I love the word of God, I love what God says because his word comes to pass. As we make room for God's word, he will fill every spot. And so the Bible says, when they heard these things. Now, if you've been with us, you know that Deacon Stevens was, uh, was, was insulted. Uh, he was falsely accused uh, of uh, saying things against uh, the temple, the physical building in which the people had so much pride in. And, you know, this was just was on the uh, right after they had arrested Peter and and uh, was persecuting them for preaching in Jesus name, uh, saying that you're going to make uh, cause us to be guilty of crucifying this man that has now healed uh, the man who was above 40 years old. I love how, how uh, Luke uh, presents that to Theophilus. He said there was a healing of a man who was above 40 years old. So there's no way to look at the situation and say, well, he grew out of it because he was above 40 years old. You know, so there are some things that are just miracles that are happening even in 2020 uh, that no one can look at and say, well, you know, uh, it's, and make some kind of excuse because it was a God only situation. And the people persecuted those that were supposed to believe. And, and I, I take issue with that. But at the same time, I take issue with understanding that persecution doesn't always come from the outside. Sometimes it's from the inside. Those that say they know the Lord, those that say that they believe in his word, but yet they are not faithful to his word. Uh, those that say they believe in God, but yet they are the ones that are causing the problem. And so when we uh, uh, when we look at that, when we consider those things, you know, we know that uh, that situation is not what happens on the outside, but what happens on the inside. And, and so uh, the Bible tells us that when they heard these things, 
they were cut to the heart. Uh, ministers, preachers, understand something that as you as you preach the word of God, when you're preaching the word, not opinion, when you're preaching the word, not attacking anyone, but when you're preaching the word, it will cut to the heart. It may even cut your own heart. Uh, you know, not that we you're trying to do surgery on yourself, but the word of God will do surgery on you. It will cut to your heart. It will convict you. And they gnashed upon him. They gnashed upon Deacon Stephen with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked upon, looked upward, or looked up steadfastly into heaven, and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing on the right hand of God, and said, Behold, I see the heavens open, and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. When they heard, when they then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city, stoned him, and the witness, the witnesses, those standing by, laid down their clothes uh, at the feet at the uh, feet of a young man whose name was Saul, and they stoned Stephen. They sentenced him to death, calling, he was calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray and ask that you would bless your word this morning. Bless us, O oh Lord God, to as we speak of those things that you have given us, Lord Jesus, and ask that you would uh, have your way. Bless the hearts of the hearers, those that are listening, Lord God, and we just pray your peace, Lord God, and your joy and your understanding upon each individual. In Jesus' name, amen. As I begin to read this, and you know, the, the Bible plainly says when they heard these things, you know, everyone is not going to believe what you see and what you hear. Everyone is not going to believe what you see and you hear. Let me say that again. People, when you're witnessing, you're ministering to others, whether it's inside the building, outside the building, you know, the opportunity presents itself, whether it is through persecution or uh, or just uh, the will of God, it, it doesn't mean that everyone is going to believe and, and receive what you say. Even though you hope they do, they pour out, you pour out the, the best of your ability, uh, everyone is not going to see and hear until they open their heart unto the Lord. An individual must open their heart up uh, unto the Lord in order to receive the word of God. Uh, our heart, our heart is the platform in which God operates. Our heart is the table. Our heart is the ground. Our heart is the place in which uh, the core, in which the coating, you know, our heart uh, deep down inside is, is what God is going to deal with and what he wants to deal with. The Bible said, I don't look. He told Samuel, he said, I don't look at the outward appearance of man, but I, I look at the heart. You got to get past the outer appearance. You know, people will agree with you. You can be witnessing to someone and telling them uh, the word of God, and they will say amen uh, in, uh, with a mouse, but in a heart, the core uh, is saying something totally different. You know, let me just be candid. Let me, let me be transparent. Let me be uh, just uh, blunt with it. You know, people will be sitting in the service and, and listening and saying amen out of a routine. And at the same time, they heart is saying, I'll be glad when this is over. Rather than participating in the service because and entreating the Lord, uh, it's, 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 I have another agenda. I have something else I must do. I've got to get back uh, to whatever. I'm not going to go down a list of things this morning, but get back over to to what they have planned on their agenda. And I've seen it with my own eyes. I've, I've experienced it. And so, you know, it requires repentance. It, it requires getting your heart right with the Lord and 
taking our agenda off the table and putting his uh, back on the table. And, and so uh, when we open our hearts up unto the Lord, we put ourselves in the right place. The Bible tells us in the second chapter of Acts, verse 40 and 41, it provides us with some insight to Peter's exhortation. For the Bible says, and with many other words did he testify and exhort saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. This is about the saving of your soul. This is about seeking the Lord and when and your temporary assignment, when it's over, that your payday will be uh, different from the payday of the devil and his angels. Your payday will be the difference between Lucifer and your payday is going to be different uh, from those that dragon that when his tail swung, it took a third of heaven with him. Uh, your payday will be different from those that are uh, in the in chain in darkness and then uh, to be taken out of uh, hell and to be cast into a lake of fire. Your payday will be different. This is about the saving of your soul. And, and we don't take that. You should not take that for granted. You should not take that lightly. Uh, let me just go here with that. Church is not about you getting a better job. Church is not about uh, you. It, it doesn't mean it won't impact those things, but it, going to church to get prayer for a better job is not your soul salvation. To get a car, that's not your soul salvation. Uh, those are business principles that all you have to do is apply those things correctly. Uh, there, the Bible is full of those that had success without seeking the Lord. Uh, there is an unjust judge that uh, the Bible refers to that says uh, that he had no consideration for God. He didn't fear God. He didn't fear man. He didn't fear anybody. Uh, this man was focused on, on his task at hand and just being ruthless in his business and practicing the business principles and networking and getting to know the things that he needed in order to move up into the position of uh, being reverenced as a judge. And, but yet there was a woman, uh, there was a woman that kept coming to him and saying, look, my adversary, they're coming against me. Those that are uh, trying to take things from me and those that are impacting my life and, you know, and I can't bear it and I need you to do something. And he wore her down. He, she wore him down to the extent that he said, I need to do something. Even though I don't fear God, I don't fear men, I don't fear others, but uh, that's just one of many that the Bible gives an example of the rich man that was with, uh, that did not have any compassion for Lazarus had nothing to do with him seeking the Lord. Uh, but the fact that he followed a certain business principle and made the proper investments and did things correctly uh, made the difference in his life and uh, in, in his finances. The man with many barns that did not seek the Lord and the Lord called him and said, look, uh, at that time that he was about to make more investments, uh, the Lord called him and said, thou fool, you know, you haven't considered your life, your true livelihood that comes from me. You haven't insult me or anything. Matter of fact, you ignore me, which leads me to believe that the, that the Lord had reached out to this man uh, somewhere in his life. But that's a conversation for another time. Uh, and so you don't have to. And church is not about you coming in to seek God for those things that you see. The Bible said, why hope for the things in which your eyes see? Uh, when you see it, there's a way to get it. You have to be willing to stay focused and make the, and do what it takes. You have to be willing to be disciplined. You have to be willing to, uh, to, to overcome the obstacles that are within yourself in order to obtain the prize that you are searching for. And, and so the Bible tell us in, uh, that uh, to save yourself from this untorn generation, then they that gladly received the, his word were baptized. And the same day were added unto them 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine of fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayer. They continued steadfast in the apostolic doctrine. Apostolic uh, means apostles' teaching. That's what it means. And so uh, from Genesis to Revelation is the apostolic doctrine. And so the Bible tells us that uh, Deacon Stephen, when he exhorted the people uh, about their history, and God-given opportunity, uh, this uh, life, uh, the life, your life, 
uh, is about recognizing. They refuse to recognize and to seize the moment, the opportunity that presented itself. Uh, the, you know, this stems from the message in which Peter had presented to them as well that you need to be converted you need to change your heart you need to change your allow your mind to be changed so when the day of reckoning come uh, when the days of refreshing come uh, that you'll be uh, ready to receive what god has and so they refuse to uh, take the opportunity and uh, and to change their life and they would not recognize or seize the moment that it was presented the message is so important that the Lord, the Lord had dispatched an angel. Uh, uh, the Bible says the angel of the Lord by night opening the prison doors. This is what Peter and opening the prison door brought them forth and said, go stand and speak in the temple to the people. All the words of this life. You got to stop for a moment. What about this life? Uh, this life that I, I have, what about this life? There's more to it than the things that are at my fingertips. What about this life? And, and so he is still dispatching, God is still dispatching uh, his angelic messengers to speak about this life, a life of opportunity, uh, a life that is life changing, a life that uh, stems from heaven into out of eternity into time and from time back into eternity it moves in through the dispensations and it has arrived into the dispensation of grace and it is going to reach into other areas of our god wants it to be made known he wants the ministers those that are uh, that has the responsibility to present the message the message is filled with opportunities about this life uh, revelation 1 and 20 it says the mystery of the seven stars, which thou sawest in my right hand and the golden uh, candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels, the pastors of the seven churches and the seven candlesticks, which thou seest are the seven churches. And, and so the Lord breaks this down for John in the vision on the Isle of Patmos, where he was placed for as being a witness and the testimony of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, the Lord today has dispatched uh, those uh, ministers to and, and angelics in, in, in Revelation as he, as he talked to John and told him to let the seven churches of Asia, some were in his will, others were slacking, and some was out. You don't want to find yourself out. You don't want to find yourself slacking. You want to be in the will of God. You want to be in love with God. Uh, bless your Lord Jesus. In love with him. And I can't stress that enough. Uh, we fall in love with a lot of different things. We fall in love with rust buckets. Uh, mm -hmm, no matter how new it is, what you paid for it, eventually it's going to get old. It's going to be rusted. As soon as you drove it off the lot, it started to depreciate. And so uh, we love many things. And, and everything that we come into uh, our, our, what we embrace and love so much. Uh, is materialism uh, rather than being in love with God. And so it puts it, uh, places our priorities in the wrong place. But the Lord has uh, told the church, uh, he told some, he said, do your first works over. And, and others, he said, I don't have a problem with you. you you're fine. You know, I, I'm as in love with you as you are with me. And, you know, and so we need to just love God, just be in love with him. Uh, you know, I'm reminded of, of the, the message on the other day, the teaching uh, that that how, you know, the Lord told, uh, I believe was Amos said, learn to to love good and to hate evil. And that's what we need to do. We need to teach our children how to love good and to hate the evil. Uh, we need to teach ourselves over and over again to love the good and to hate the evil. Uh, we place ourselves in position where we uh, fall quickly in love with everything and everybody uh, but then when it comes to god we take our time as if we have forever but listen here uh, they were dispatched the angels were dispatched uh, the uh, disciples were dispatched to stand and to speak to everyone all the words of this life when opportunity presents itself and it will you need to be ready Ecclesiastics 9 and 11, it says, I returned and I saw under the sun that the grace is not to the, the race is not to the swift, uh, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, 
nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor uh, to men of skill, but time and chance happens to them all. Opportunity will present itself. It's going to present itself. And the, the thing is that, are you ready? Ready or not, here I come. Opportunity is saying, I'm, I'm showing up. I'm going to show up uh, when you least expect it. Uh, but if you're expecting it, then you're going to uh, anticipate, like what someone said, anticipation has me, is making me wait. I'm ready. I'm preparing myself for opportunity. I'm preparing myself for that moment when someone says, hey, I, I want to talk to you. I want to interview you. I'm preparing myself for that moment when someone says, you know, I, I see something different about you. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, I'm preparing myself for that moment when God wants to use me. I'm preparing myself for that moment. Uh, so that when opportunity presents itself, I'm ready to walk through the door. I'm ready to say yes. I'm ready to make a why because I'm wise. I'm well informed. I'm going to make a decision when opportunity presents itself. You know, when you when you're ready, when you're ready and opportunity presents itself, uh, you can say yes or no. Because you have uh, done due diligence, you have prepared yourself and you know what you want. And that's a good feeling. But listen, opportunity will present itself and you have to be ready. You don't know when you don't know when your crossroad is going to meet, but be ready when opportunity present itself. Don't let it find you in a state of unreadiness. Bless your Lord. Instead of listening to what Deacon Stephen presented, they found and they refused it in exchange for their comfort zone. A comfort zone is a place or a situation where one feels safe or at ease and without stress. Uh, people uh, feel very comfortable and say, well, you know, I, I don't want to change. Change is often referred to as being difficult. In some instance, it may be since uh, it requires discipline. And, and so when we don't want to be disciplined, we don't want to set uh, ourselves up for a schedule then we'll say change is difficult. When it looked like the, the buttons are different than, and they're not in the same position where they were uh, on the um, on Windows 7, now it's different because it's, uh, they've reformatted the screen they, on, on Windows 10, and so now it looks different. And so now mentally, uh, it's a challenge to me because I don't know where to find that, that information at. Or when I look at a Mac PC, it's different than than the Windows environment that I had. And so now I see it as a challenge uh, rather than seeing it as an opportunity. Understand that every challenge is an opportunity. It's an opportunity. And when we embrace it that way, then we view it differently. But when we look at it as being uh, uncomfortable, my comfort zone is being disrupted. I can't do it. Listen, someone else has already done it. You need to understand that. The thing that we look at and say is a challenge to us, someone else has already met that challenge. Someone else has already sat down and said, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to grab it. I'm going to ride this horse. I'm going to get on this bike. I'm going to drive this car. I'm going to, I'm going to master this thing. Someone else has already done it while you're sitting around saying, I, I'm not sure about it. It doesn't mean that they understood everything that there was about it when they said yes, or when they said, I'm going to discipline myself. Understand something that, 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 that you, we go to the doctor and we know how important it is to go to the doctor, but every doctor was not an A student. Now they did have to meet a certain criteria, but understand everybody didn't get, didn't hit 100. And, and, you're, and there are people that you're sitting down talking to executives and others that did, that's not 100. Uh, Sometimes they have to do some research before they enter into a certain uh, area, a certain meeting. And, and so that's what research and development is all about. And, and, and it's about sharpening your skill set. And so we have to embrace it. The comfort uh, challenge is often referred to as being difficult uh, because it, it requires discipline. It requires change. It required change in a faulty belief system and cliches that breed multiple levels of preconceived views and prejudice. Listen, you know, I, I heard someone say, and I was sharing this with a young man. Uh, someone said uh, uh, that a leopard cannot change its spots. And that's a lie. Now, the animal, <laughs> thank God that we're not leopards. The animal cannot change its spots. 
Matter of fact, I think I think I, I often laugh within myself because I think the leopard would be very offended if it could, uh, because of some of the, because sometimes I see women uh, mm, walking around with leopard skin print, and I've never seen a leopard that looked like that before. And so I'm not going to go any further than that. Let your imagination uh, do the rest. Uh, but listen, um, some of us should be wearing elephant skin. And so uh, uh, a leopard, thank God we're not leopards. Because if we believe that cliche, nobody could be saved. The Bible says the goodness of God leads us to repentance. And so God saves us. God changes us. God takes a drunkard and changes him. God takes someone that's addicted and help them overcome the addiction. God takes someone that's promiscuous and help them to overcome all of their behavior. God takes someone that, uh, that, that uh, filled with spirits and different, not mental. Listen, I'm not talking about mental health. Yes, everything impacts us. I'm not talking about that mess that they walk in. I'm talking about demons, people possessed with spirits, and God delivers them from uh, that demon. And so, or those demons, multiple demons, and bring them out and establish them as being his servant. And so, uh, and so we embrace that. And, but if, it, if we believe what people are saying and, and the other cliches that are used, then that means that no one ever changes. And so therefore, nobody would ever be saved. Israel embraced the Egyptian culture and refused to let go. They carried the God and forbidden symbols out of Egypt. They held on to a faulty belief system and cliches that view, viewed as truth instead of what the word of God said. God told them not to bring any of those gods, uh, those false images, those things out of Egypt. Neither should they have brought uh, the star uh, with them. They shouldn't have brought anything out of Egypt. Uh, the representation of the church is not the symbols that you see. It is the word of God. It is the moving of God's power. It is God showing up and showing out according to his will. It's God parting the Red Sea. It's God healing those that are sick of leprosy. It's God that sends a word uh, forward into someone's home. And, and about that time when you check, uh, the healing has occurred. Uh, the man uh, told the Lord, said, look, I'm a man of authority. And I understand what it means to be empowered. And so uh, if you would just speak your word. The man was on his way back home when his servant came and said, your daughter is all right. He said, about what time did this occur? And, and he knew that was the word of the Lord. That's the signs that we're looking for. That's the wonders that we're looking for. We're not looking to hold up banners that God said don't hold up, but we're looking for the unadulterated truth, the word of God to show up and to show out, to make a difference in our lives. Uh, you know, we paint pretty pictures and we paint a lot of things, but listen, there is nothing like the word of God. There is nothing like knowing that, that God uh, is king in our lives. They wanted to be like other nations and have a king. And so they rejected the king of kings and went after a physical person, somebody that they thought would look good, somebody that, but they wind up mistreating them, wind up abusing their sons and daughters, wind up being rejected by God. And, and so you need to be careful and understand that God is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. The words of this life, Israel embraced the culture, someone else's culture repeatedly over and over again. And they were carried away by the culture of others. And it caused disruption in their lives. The word of this life can be and will mess with your comfort zone. When God's word is presented, it will disrupt some things. It will mess with you and to get you right. Oh, bless your Lord God. When we pray and say, Lord, let your will be done. We're saying, Lord, mess with me. We're saying, Lord, it's all right to get in my business. When we pray and say, Lord, bless me, we're saying, Lord, it's all right to, uh, to get between my relationships. We're saying, Lord, it's all right to, uh, to cause me to break up with that man, with that woman. When we say, Lord, bless me, we're saying, Lord, I, I need you to, to step in into the mess that I've made. 
and to help me unravel it, to give me the wisdom and knowledge uh, to straighten these things out. The Bible tells us in Matthew's, the 10th chapter and the 34th verse, it says, think not that I've come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I come to set a man of variance against his father and uh, the daughter against the mother and the daughter-in-law against the mother-in-law. And a man's foe shall be of his own household. Don't think that I've come to bring peace on earth. Mm -hmm. I have come to bring uh, the sword. For I have come to set against father and daughter against mother against daughter-in-law mother-in-law persons uh, enemies who will be of his own house when the word of god shows up it's going to make a difference it's going to make such an impact that either you get with the program or you're not with the program Deacon Stephen met those that said they were with the program, but yet they went and came against him because the Bible said when they heard these things that they were cut to the heart. When they heard these things, they they mouth juiced all up and they began to gnash against him. They jumped on him like like raving animals. When they heard these things, they cried out with a loud voice. And they stopped up their ears. And, you know, that, that was a pretty crazy looking mob and ran against him in one accord. Stephen was, un, was able to see God in the unexpected. Listen, things when things occur, you know, we, sometimes we don't see. Job didn't see it, but Stephen saw God in this unexpected moment because things were coming to a head. And it was unimaginable because of the relationship uh, that was going on there. When the unimaginable, when the unexpected happens, we need to see God. I'm sure he saw the expressions on their face, the body language that was happening. And he heard them crying out with a loud voice and running toward him. Then he felt their hands grab him, but he placed his faith in God. His faith did not move. He stayed focused. Can we stay focused in the situation when tears is rolling down our face? Can we stay focused? We can. When the pain is racking through our bodies, can we stay focused? Yes, we can. When we don't understand and it is stressing us out and, it, you know, we, we have the headaches and the different things that are occurring within our bodies. Can we stay focused? Yes, we can. We might not be able, we can't handle it in our natural bodies, but our spirit man can handle it. The Bible said the spirit of a man can and will sustain his infirmity. Whatever is going on, whatever situation arises, God stand focused on God. Let the tears flow. Let the pain be known. It's all right. But stay focused with God. Don't take your heart out of God's hand. Don't remove yourself out of God's presence. Don't stop doing what is ex what would be expected of when we say being faithful unto God. Deacon Stephen remained faithful in that moment of adversity. He remained faithful as they was running towards him, as they grabbed him and they began to bite on him. He stayed faithful unto God. This is what made the difference in that moment. Maybe you're facing a situation. I don't know this morning. I know that there are many are, but what about you? Maybe you're facing a situation. You need God's intervention right now. We understand that bad things happen to good people. We can just ask Job, or we can ask the widow woman. You can even ask me. I know this for myself. Stuff happens in which you have no control. One thing you do have control over, and that is faith in God. Your faith could be challenged, and it will be challenged. But you can retain, you can maintain, you can hold on to your faith in God. If you're facing a situation this morning, I'm talking about your spirit, man. I'm talking about what something that you have no control over. You need wisdom in a situation. You need uh, you need intervention. That's the best way to put it. You need intervention 
in the situation. But we're going to pray about that uh, because God is knows how to intervene. God knows what to do as long as we're faithful unto him. We must be faithful unto God. We must be faithful. We must be obedient to the word of God. You know, many make a demand and place their demand on God saying that you have to do this for me, you know, and, and, but listen, we don't meet God's expectations. Are we repentant of our sins? I'm not talking about false promises, promises that we make unto the Lord that, you know, if you bring me out of this, I'll do that. No, those, those vows and the things that we make unto the Lord are, we're accountable for that too. But I'm just talking about being faithful. Am I faithful to God, period? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your word this morning, Lord God. And, and we just pray because there are situations that, that are being faced, challenges that are arising, challenges that have already come and people don't know what to do but you have the solution. You said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask you, Lord God. And so we're praying and we're asking you, Lord God, for wisdom. We're asking you for clarity, what to do. Lord Jesus, when we feel challenged and we feel like we just can't make it, Lord God, you're, you're, the, wing, you're the wind beneath our wings. You're the second breath that is needed. Lord God, you're the one that, that helps us in the time of need. Lord God, David said that this poor man cried. Lord, and I remember crying unto you in a situation that, that everything had fallen apart and you brought me out. Lord Jesus, you gave me a word. You gave me a scripture to read that encouraged my heart for the in, entire year while dealing with that situation. Lord God, send your word to others, Lord God. You know how to meet their need. You know, Lord God, exactly what they need to read, what they need to hear, that is going to strengthen their hand and help them endure what they're dealing with until you bring them out. Lord Jesus, so many others have testimonies of how you have brought them out, Lord God, and we know that you will show up. We know that you will help, Lord God, and that's why we're praying and seeking you, Lord, this morning asking for your help, asking for your guidance, Lord, Lord Jesus, and uh, your comfort in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we'll continue to give your name the praise. We'll continue to give you glory, Lord, and to be obedient unto your will. Our soul is saying yes unto you, Lord God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. God bless you. Uh, Look forward to seeing you and hearing from you. This is Pastor Carl Henderson at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Again, that's 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. God bless you.
which is the Hebrew word for 